There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. We're giving away the secrets to our method of digitally and physically finding big bucks on public ground. This mini-series is powered by Onyx, and we deep dive into what we look for on a map, how we scout it in person, and what pins we use to help us effectively hunt deer. This is Public Pins. Today, we are talking about saddles. Casey, tell me this isn't something you put on a horse. That ain't something you put on a horse. It ain't a diaper that you wear in the woods. It is a <laughs> landmark. It is a feature on the landscape. Yeah. I don't know if it's included in the mustard mayonnaise ketchup ranch dressing acronym that our hunting privates use. <laughs> hold but on, hold on. Let's <laughs> do this right. I think it, it, is, uh, it is a major feature for deer hunting mm-hmm. on the landscape yeah for yeah. sure so um i think that we should probably explain kind of what the saddle is um now that we know that they're not things you sit in <laughs> or on right yeah um, i do believe that uh um i don't know what came first the mountain or the horse but uh it makes sense to call it a saddle because it's where you would throw the saddle on a horse. Yeah. Right? It's the dip in the back, right? So if you look at a ridge line and there's a little dip of lower elevation and there's two humps on each side of it, just think like just like a horse's back, right? You got his shoulders where that are high and then you got its rear end, its rump that's kind of high, right in the middle, that sway of the back. Like a real old horse, that's what a saddle is. You can find it on a map, actually. Whenever you look on Onyx on the topographical layer or the hybrid layer, you can actually find that spot between two ridges. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit how to find those on the map. Uh, But first, let's talk about, like, what situations do you like to hunt saddles in? Mm, Well. All situations. I think, (laughs) really, uh, it's going to be a rut thing. 
Okay. A lot of times. Uh, I think that there's a lot of deer movement during the rut along saddles because deer run ridges mm-hmm. and they also run saddles. So you have a situation where you have intersecting trails, intersecting movements of, of deer. And I think that that's a big one. You actually killed a deer because of a saddle. You weren't actually in the saddle. Yeah. But that wasn't a rut situation. Yeah, it was. So, there. yeah, I guess they're, they're you know, in regards to like a food source, there's, you could, uh, you could do well on a saddle, say, if there was a bunch of white oaks in the saddle that were uh, popping, you know, and mm-hmm. dropping their acorns at that time. In this particular situation, the saddle um, was, it was kind of open country, and the saddle was... Um, on a ridge that separated a couple of different canyons and out of one canyon came a lot of deer and so they were heading to an ag field at night that was three quarters of a mile away or so so they would cross at this saddle and work up through the bottom of this other drainage and essentially I just put myself uh, um, you know probably 300 yards from that saddle maybe a little more and in the uh, in the line of travel along the you know the trail that those deer coming across that saddle are using and, and yes I did I killed probably the oldest buck I'll ever kill in my life actually a uh, deer that I had a little bit of history with a buddy of mine tried to kill him in 2015 I think and I ended up shooting him in 2018 um, but yeah it's uh, it's actually our top viewed video yeah. on YouTube. Uh, which is crazy because he's just a funky looking old old deer with not a very big rack um, but anyway it was uh it definitely saddles are somewhere that you can uh, intercept deer that are traveling long distances i mm-hmm. think is kind of the lesson that we're talking mm-hmm. about here um the the uh i guess how do you feel about saddles um and hunting them and if you were to rank it one to ten one being the best how does that rank in your whole arsenal of places to hunt? Yeah, well, everything's situational, right? Uh, you could be in country where saddles are like a thing. Mm-hmm. But if you just talk about stuff that I use a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Saddles is pretty low okay. on that list of, of like these hot spots. It's still a great hunting place. Mm-hmm. But I just don't hunt a ton of country that is rugged enough to need to hunt saddles in particular we've been places and we were places this week that saddles you could tell made a big difference and i think they're good good hunting spots but i think that in a lot of the stuff i do at least um there are a few things that rank ahead of it but it's not like i dislike them i think that in certain situations it's the thing to do i think that saddles when you match a saddle up with another feature mm. is when it really gets good. Yeah, I you think know that's I mean? a good point. Yeah, so like, you know, if you're using uh, a creek as well or something like that, you know, or a food source or bed to feed or whatever that, you know, if deer are bedding on ridges, right, you use those saddles. And mm-hmm. I think uh, for me, I kind of feel the same way. Like we hunt a lot of kind of flat country. You know, Will Primos calls them Mississippi ridges. They're six-inch six rises, you know, that we're like, oh, that's a ridge over there, yeah. you know. And uh, that's kind of where we're from. Uh, and we hunt a lot of other areas that are that are relatively flat as well. But I know that in the past, you know, um, we've done the Map Scout Challenge. We did that last summer. And on X uh, was a big part of that as well. And I know there was several places we went that were rugged, like LBL and some of these places that we... Oklahoma. We, Oklahoma. We yeah. relied on some saddles to really uh, understand the landscape, the movement across the landscape better. 
Um, so let's talk about, you mentioned that you can find them on a map. Um, and I think they, for me and you, they stick out pretty easy. But I know probably several years ago, especially being from a flatter part of the, of the states, um, they were they would not be something I could just find mm-hmm. using topo, right? Yeah, this is where I really like the uh, hybrid layer because I think that if you get that aerial view, it's easier for me to understand what a ridge is. Uh, I can just see it because usually it's wooded, you know, it's mm-hmm. something you can see. Whereas like um, with just the topo, sometimes it's kind of, especially if there's a lot of squiggly lines on those topo lines. Um, it get a little bit confusing uh, for your average map looker to know which direction what's running and that sort of thing. So I like to look at the hybrid layer and figure out a ridge system. And then on that ridge system, if you ever see a situation where there's like circles or oblong-shaped mm-hmm. ovals or something like that, or even a situation where you get a peanut-looking thing. Yeah, the peanut. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a saddle because what those topographical lines are showing you is that on either side of that ridge it gets a little bit less slope or the peak is a little bit lower so that's how you end up with that peanut thing right mm-hmm. uh if the, if the um the two high points of the saddle you know like the butt of the horse and the neck of the horse end up being taller than 20 feet or whatever the uh, difference is in your elevation lines there that's when you end up with those little circles that mm-hmm. show you that that's a saddle yeah and you'll see that a lot of times you know on it'll be a, a you know the end of the ridge where that where one of those little circles is you mm-hmm. know and so yeah that's a man that's a good explanation i think uh that hopefully will help some people but you're looking for a peanut shaped kind of deal a lot of times yeah um and that means that the ridge uh, the the uh, ridge has a spot in it that is a little bit lower, um, which is the saddle, and that causes deer, as uh, we've talked about in the past, that, that as athletic as they are, they're lazy, mm-hmm. and it causes them to cross in that saddle a lot of times. Do you feel like saddles are good on secondary ridges or primary <laughs> ridges, or, or they good on both? Or What do you think about that? Man, I honestly feel like, you know, if I'm thinking about it correctly, and I'm not like a hill country specialist, but the the primary ridges, um, those saddles tend to, in my opinion, direct the most traffic. That's what I think, too, especially for bucks. Yeah. If you're buck hunting, a buck's thinking, if I can go over that little low spot right there, there's a whole new mess of does on that other side that mm-hmm. I could go check out. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah so I think it's, that's a good question. I think that... Um, also, it's probably a more dramatic saddle mm-hmm. on a primary ridge, so it's it's got more uh, elevation or less elevation gain than uh, than you would if you had to go over the very top of the ridge. You know, got a little more dip to it. Yeah, a lot more dip to it. So. Um, once you find these things on the map and you decide, I want to go check that saddle out, mm-hmm. what are the things you're looking for when you get there in regards to uh, scouting and then thinking about hunting? Trails, for sure. I think yeah. that's the big thing on saddle is that uh, there'll be saddles that the deer don't use at all because it's not advantageous to them because they don't need to go from one side to the other mm-hmm. on that spot. Mm-hmm. Now, pretty much every saddle, if a deer needs to like for some reason is going that way it's a better spot than hunting like the toughest most steepest spot of the mountain Mm -hmm. right but Mm -hmm. i want to go to a saddle and i want to determine if deer are using it often and i think that's 
really the main thing. And, yeah. of course, there's always these secondary things of deer sign where, uh, honestly, uh, this week we're actually out scouting in Indiana, and we found a saddle more because we saw rubs yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, and then, they were hanging out there right on that saddle and rubbing kept, a little bit. We put it together. that uh, Why are these rubs here? And we got to looking on the maps like, oh, because there's just a slight saddle right here, and it's kind of where the deer are traveling. Yeah, and I think a lot of times what you'll find, especially if we're talking about these primary ridges, is that they're big They're big ridges, they're long ridges, and so uh, deer are also ta- are walking down the top of the ridge a lot mm-hmm. of times, and, and there's a pretty good trail going, say, east and west down this ridge, and then there's a saddle trail that goes across the ridge in the saddle that's north and south, and you'll find, you know, X marks the spot, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. where you need to be hunting sometimes right there. Also, another thing I like to look for when I'm in there is if that saddle has, like, kind of like secondary ridges that slope down off that saddle and make it really really just gradual mm-hmm. decline down to the bottoms you're mm-hmm. talking about a money spot i feel like yeah you know? and also kind of the inverse of that uh i found that saddles that might have um like a ravine or something that kind of leads down to it and it's a spot where a deer can dip down real quick and feel mm-hmm. hidden on the back side of it i also really like those kind of places as well yeah so um in regards to hunting this saddle you are you just sitting right on top of the saddle, right in the middle, or does it, what do you think about when you're hunting this thing? Uh, I'm going to think about wind direction. Of course, we talk about that a lot in mm-hmm. this scenario, but in particular, where you're in a place where there are saddles, you're usually dealing with thermals, mm-hmm. and that's something you really need to think about. You know, in the evening, thermals are going to fall once it starts cooling down. In the morning, once the sun starts coming up and hitting the bottoms, it, the air is going to lift and rise. So you need to think about how that thermal interacts with your deer movement mm-hmm. and decide where to hang your tree stand or your saddle, which get, this gets real confusing. <laughs> yeah. The, the, tree the saddle, saddle that you're hunting out of, your tree saddle on this uh, terrain feature saddle. Yeah. So I think, uh, like, if you're thinking about, just as a quick example, if you're thinking about hunting in the evening and your thermals, say the wind's going to be pretty light, your thermals are going to be working for you, they're going to be falling. A lot of times, you know, if you have one of those ditches like you were talking about that leads up kind of to the saddle, you can sit on the edge of that ditch and let it flow down through that in mm-hmm. hopes that deer will come up the more gradual side of that saddle and you're just kind of hunting to just off wind of those deer. Mm-hmm. Um, or they could come from the other side of the saddle completely. But you're yeah. essentially using one of those ditches to take your wind to a specific Location, you know, hopefully yeah. away from deer. I think so. you need to decide if you're hunting it for rut movement and it's a all day type sit or a long sit, or if you're hunting like a bed to feed mm-hmm. over a saddle. Because if you're hunting a bed to feed over a saddle, you need to be able to set up to shoot deer that are coming from one direction to another. Yeah. Whereas whenever you're rut hunting, you kind of need to just get on the downwind side of that saddle and let it rip, you yeah. know, because you don't know which direction they're coming from. And another thing that's complex about saddles is that. Sometimes you won't be able to see as far one direction or another, so you mm-hmm. might need to take that into consideration as well. Since you're in hilly terrain, you know, if you set up <clears throat> too far one direction, you won't be able to see off the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think another thing to think about as well is uh, there's one more scenario, maybe or there's probably several more, but there's one that comes to mind where you're hunting white oaks or something on top of the ridge, right, mm-hmm. that are that are putting off. So uh, your actual bed-to-feed pattern ends up that you're hunting the food source, the feed side of that. And so you might have deer that are uh, sitting, like not moving too much once they get in there. You know, they're sitting in one spot and they're feeding. So you've got to think about, like, um, how can I keep my wind from 
just sitting right here below me and swirling on top of this ridge or something, the saddle, you know, or something like that. And then you've got to think about also getting shots, you know, and you want to be, you want to be a reasonable distance from the best oaks, the ones that are putting off the most or that had the most deer tracks underneath them. So in other words, maybe those acorns just taste better than the other ones that are 30 yards over here. You know, you got to see if they're smashing these, uh, acorns underneath this white oak in particular and be within bow range of that. So let's talk about real quick to wrap this up. How do we mark the stuff that we find in there at the saddle? I would say that you can pretty much mark something as a saddle when you're map scouting. You don't have to mark it with a white X and right. say, like, uh, I need to go check this out. You like, you know what a saddle looks like, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that you're probably just going to leave that icon as is when you go in there. But then uh, this is something I'm sure that you'd like to talk about, but you're going to mark the trail. That's going to be the thing that's the most important thing on saddles. You have to mark where the trail is on the saddle. Yeah, I think, um, and and if the the ridge has a top trail, if it's a primary Mm -hmm. ridge or the trail, you want to mark that as well and think about, uh, you know, if deer are, say, bedding on, you know, the end of that saddle, and then you think, well, they're going to walk up to this field that's on the top on the other end of this, this ridge, Sorry, they're betting on the end of the ridge, not the saddle. They're betting on the end of the ridge, and then the other end has food source on it, mm-hmm. and they're walking that direction. You've got to kind of take note of that as well. So marking the trail so that when you go in there, say, in the dark or whatever, you know which trail they're going to be coming down so you know which tree to set up in and where to blow your wind as you well. You probably need to do some checking on those food sources as well while you're there and see if you do have you know, corn or wheat or beans or whatever else that deer would be moving to. Uh, you know, you don't want to set up in a saddle that looks real good when you're scouting in August, but those deer are going to beans, and once they turn yellow in October, they're not going to go there anymore. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So you need to make sure there's no seasonal aspects, or not that, but you need to make sure that you are taking advantage of the seasonal yes, aspects. Yes, exactly, because the, the saddle can work all year, I think. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Like you, like I said, you may want to hunt oaks in October, the, them on top, but then, you know, if you get to late November, the, the white oaks are just not going to mean anything to them, mm-hmm. right? And so at that point, you're thinking, I'm, bet, I'm hunting deer that are bedding or maybe that are in the secondary rut phase and they're cruising pretty hard coming across the saddle and you're hunting bucks that are doing that. And so, you know, I definitely think if you're, if you're marking the white oak you know when you're in there in october and you're going to come back in a few days or something you got the food source icon that you can use which is a apple shaped deal i think uh i like the food plot icon it looks like wheat and i don't use that for food plots i use it for ag fields gotcha gotcha yeah Yeah. so a couple of things that you would definitely want to mark when you're in there um you can also mark your access you know Mm because a lot of times you're uh you're gonna want like you can't some of this stuff you can't just scale up the up the side of the no. ridge you know yeah. what i mean you got to use the saddle or something like that uh to get up to that point because it's so steep or so the, the soil's just kind of falling off and you can't get good grip so you definitely want to mark your access and stuff like that too on some of these uh, saddles but i think that uh, kind of wraps up saddles if you're into this kind of stuff and feel like you need more, you can check out our Map Scout Challenge series on YouTube. These are the most comprehensive scouting videos on the internet. Make sure and subscribe while you're there. And also remember, this is your element. Living it. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home 
overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.